0: So before we get into that, I, I wanted to do a couple of announcements. Don't forget the Turkey Bowl. So November 3rd from 7 to 10. That's always a fun time with the Turkey Bowl. We made the teams, got the team colors and everything going. Um, you guys can pass out. down. them um, around. Mm-hmm. Know, however we do that. But remember to invite people. Just a fun time where we can um, hang out together, enjoy each other's company, play some football. It's always a fun time. So, also, um, if you have your book, that's great. If you forgot it, let me know. I have extra copies that I can hand out. If anybody needs one, just raise your hand and you can hand um, one out. Anybody need one? Just raise your hand and raise your hand if you need. Um, a sheet of paper, and that'll have the questions for today. Um, please do that. So, okay. So, last week, Justin went over the door of the sheep. That was last week, and so we're kind of still going to be in that same metaphor of shepherd, sheep, gates, and all that. So, but we from last week, we know all who enter through the door which is of course, Jesus is the door, right? So door to the sheep. All who enters through the door, which is Jesus, will have eternal life, right? And then we wanna beware of those that come in another way, so over the wall, right? So uh, that's the thief that will kill and steal. So um, we have those metaphors there of those who are believers, they're the sheep, right? They're protected by the shepherd, they're protected by the gate, they're protected by the wall, and beware of those um, that come in and heal. So Jesus is the way for um, eternal life there. So, so tonight we're going to continue on kind of that same metaphor with the good shepherd and what makes him so good. And so we're going to read John 10, 11 through 30. So it's a long set of verses there. But as you read that, um, for those that know what the gospel is, this is a really interesting and neat metaphor of the gospel. So as you read this, as we read this here together, see if you can pick out just in your head aspects of the gospel. We're going to go into a little bit more detail of that um, as we do that. But before we get started, we're going to pray here. To get us started, and then we're going to read. So let me pray. Father, we're thankful for tonight. We're thankful for your word, and we're thankful that you're our good shepherd. And so Lord, help us learn who you are, and be amazed by that, be awed, uh, and be thankful for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, let's go ahead, and we're going to read John 10, 11 through 30. If you guys can go ahead and stand, and I'll read that here uh, for us now. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colony of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So you may be seated. So... What we do here in this lesson are um, just have some observation questions here that we have. And so I thought we would just throw those out there on just asking the first question. What is said about Jesus in this passage? What do you guys have written down? How is he described? How does he describe himself? Just, yeah. Good shepherd? Yep. What else do you guys have? demon-possessed? Yeah, they thought he was demon possessed, right? So it's it's funny, like somebody who heals somebody um, from being blind, they call him demon possessed. Yeah. He the father. Yep, him and the father. So that's he is at one with God the Father. He lays down his life to rise again. Yep. So he lays down his life on his own authority, right, and then he will raise it up again good important point so he also describes himself as the sheep follow him Um, and uh, he gives the sheep eternal life and no one can snatch the sheep out of his hand so those are some other things so those are good so we'll go to the second one. Are there any repeated words or phrases used throughout the passage? What were some repeated things? The shepherd. The shepherd. Yep. Good. That was said numerous times. A hired hands. The what? A hired hands. Hand. Who are the hired hands in this? Who do? You, what do you think? Us. What do you mean by us? Other believers. Other believers. No, I don't think that the higher hands are. You're close, pastors. Pastors, so probably like pastors or um, maybe even maybe even um, the leaders, like the Pharisees or Sadducees, um, that were leaders of Israel. If you could say like under shepherds, so um, something like that. They're hired hands, so. Probably like, so you can make that argument, but it was probably more of like a hired hand. They don't care so much for the sheep. So when danger comes, they're like, hey, I'm out of here. I'm going to save my own skin than try and lay down my life for sheep, right? But Jesus will lay down his life for the sheep. What else? What are some other repeated words or phrases that you see? Father. Father, good. That's in there quite a bit. Sheep. Who are the sheep? Huh? Well, uh, more specifically, believers. believers. Okay. Good. I have authority. I have authority. Good. So that's we're getting into those interesting concepts that was said over and over again. But he has the authority numerous times in this. Any others? So there's also like demons and snatch, life, so that eternal life. Wolf, nobody mentioned the wolf. That was mentioned a couple times. So then we'll go to the next one. Does Jesus give any direct commands, warnings, or promises in this passage? What do you guys think? We said some of them already. It's okay to repeat ourselves. Yep, no one will snatch him out of the hand, that's a, excellent, what a wonderful promise Because what is he saying there he's saying some big things there it's like no, it's, the sheep are my authority, and nobody has authority over these sheep, so Jesus is saying he has no authority over that nobody else has any authority over his sheep or the believers that believe in him and know his voice Yeah, so so say, say that again real loud. Uh, he says if you believe, and hear the voice of him, and him, and him, he will give you eternal life and Yeah. So I, I love this metaphor because it's like it's just so easy to understand. Where if you hear his voice and follow him, he'll give you eternal life. And it's just like what what a wonderful easy thing for us to understand. It's like, how do we get eternal life? By, by hearing His voice and following Him, right? So, any other thoughts that you guys see from here? The direct commands, warnings? So, and so then, we'll go to the fourth one. Why are we given this information? Look for statements or purpose because, or so that, or cause and effect, therefore, for a sense. So, why are we given this information? <clears throat> we, we are given this information so that we recognize that Jesus is our shepherd and that if we hear his voice in the holiday. That's good. Excellent. Any other thoughts for that? Why are we given this information? Like, as you were reading this and thinking, Okay, so we're going to take all that information and put it together in a main point. Who's got yes. some main points for me? What do you got? As the yeah, good, good yeah. shepherd, Jesus laid down his life for his sheep. Okay, good. That's an excellent main point. What do you got? As the good shepherd, Jesus laid down his life willingly for his sheep. Okay, good. I else have some main points. So, so my main point that I had is as the good shepherd, Jesus is going to suffer and die and rise again because he loves his sheep. So that's what I came up with. There's a lot of different main points that you can come up with, but I'm going to go with, um, as we discuss this and talk, more about it but i'll say it again as the good shepherd jesus is going to suffer and die and rise again because he loves his sheep so what i said at the very beginning here when before we read it there's a there's a lot of me- the gospel and metaphor here in this section here and so as you think of the gospel what are the parts of the gospel if you guys know just shout out That's like you have the gospel in both of those, right? So, what are the? If you're going to, if you're going to say the gospel, what would be a part of the gospel? We all are. Same. So we all are sinners. Excellent. That's part of it. What else? Jesus came to earth. Jesus came to earth. Excellent. Jesus died on the cross to save us, right? So, he lived a perfect life. He a perfect life. He's holy. Excellent. So we got to remember the holiness of God. A lot of times we forget that. We have to remember the holiness of God, and then the whole other end of the spectrum is how sinful we are. And A lot of times we don't understand how holy is and how sinful we are. The people sentenced him to crucifixion. Yep. So he, he was sentenced the crucifixion, to die on the cross for our sins. Excellent. We were all created in original perfect world. We were what? All created in the original perfect world. Yeah, so we started off in a perfect uh, sinless world and Adam's sin and brought sin into the world, so therefore we are all sinners. Um, Jesus rose again. That's... We tend to forget that, it's really funny, but Easter we remember it. But um that's very important. Sorry, my, my I just missed up. So Easter, he's rising again. If we didn't have Easter and he didn't rise again, we would be still dead in our sins. So even though the sins are forgiven, we would be dead. Jesus defeated death so that we can have eternal life. we got them all, except for maybe the last one, we need to, um, bear fruit and keep in repentance, so it's kind of like, if you are saved, and you do believe, you will bear fruit, so there'll be evidence that you are saved, so those are good parts, so I'll go over the parts again, um, and look and yell out some verses, that you think fit one of these. So we have a, we have a holy God. Jesus is holy. Do You think any verses in there fit that? Or we are sinners. But yeah. Uh, verse eleven fits with Jesus is holy. It says, "I am the good shepherd." Yeah, I'm the good shepherd. Good. We are. I also have in there um, verse twenty nine. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. So He is greater than all. So we are holy God, we are sinners. Is there anything in there that kind of shows that we are sinners? Any idea? We also, is there anything that you see in there? Jesus came to die for our sins? Is there, in there anything? What verse do you have for that? 15. What's that one saying? Yeah. So I just and I laid down my life for the sheep. Yeah. So he's talking metaphors about how he's going to die on the cross um, for our sins. So we also know that Jesus rose again, and we also know that those who believe will have eternal life. Any of those verses jumping out in there as you see and look at the verses. Uh, probably the hardest one was that we are sinners. I thought that maybe um, verse 25 and 26 says, Jesus answered them I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. Verse 26 but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. So we start out as sinners. All have sinned. Any ideas on Jesus um, rose again or those that believe have eternal life. So in verse 18, it says, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down at my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. So that's just showing that Jesus has the authority to be rising to raise again. Um, and 27 and 28 um, it talks about eternal life but as my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand which is a powerful promise of the power of God his authority Jesus love for us and that um, the reward we have for believing in him so It's also, it's a great thing of verse 27 also talks, my sheep hear my voice, that bearing fruit in keeping with repentance. So um, we have that, um, we have that charge in us to where if we are his sheep, when the good shepherd comes, we will hear his voice. Will we run away from the good shepherd? if we're his sheep it's like it's not saying that it's saying that we will hear him so I really like just an application for these verses here this story is basically who Jesus is and what he's going to do and um, he is the good shepherd he is um, he loves us and cares for us and we know exactly what he's going to do he loves us so much that he's going to suffer and die on the cross for our sins um, and then be raised again So he loves us, he'll die for us, and he'll protect us. And so some of you here tonight are his sheep, and some aren't. And I don't know who that is. Um, For those who are not his sheep and don't believe, there's a way to be loved and protected by your creator, which is Jesus. He created this world um, for himself. Um, He created you to glorify him. And he loves you and wants that to happen. if you are interested in that and want to know and you feel the weight of sin that is on you and you want to be forgiven of that, you can come and talk to me, you can talk to any leader, and we can show you a little bit more about that. Um, but that's something to where you know Satan doesn't want to hear, doesn't want you to hear that, um, but we have a good shepherd um, that will protect us. If you don't have that, then you're out there on your own in this world. Um, for those that um, are his sheep, My charge for you guys is to continue to hear Jesus' voice. That's the key for this. We don't have to do anything fancy. Um, We have to believe that he does love us and to care for us. And that's the most important thing. He has our best interest in mind. It doesn't look like it sometimes, but if he's the God that is the creator of all the universe, is infinitely creative and loves us and will care for us, and will love us so much that he will lay down his life for you and has already done that, then he'll continue to protect you. Because there are wolves that want to destroy you and kill you. And, and, uh, um, and so the key is don't run away from your shepherd's voice. Don't worry about the wolves um, if you stay and listen to Jesus' voice. So what do we need to know as sheep Hear and follow Jesus' voice. Believe the works that Jesus did, right? And hope it in the future and believe the promises that Jesus gave. If you stay on those things, that can keep you around him because you're listening to Jesus' voice. Okay? So I just wanted to give that gentle charge to you guys um, as you study that and read that again. You can guys, We can discuss that in small groups. So you guys are dismissed. Thanks for listening.